Hey, uh, welcome back. Uh, I'm actually in a really great mood for once, which is a good thing. And but it's not because of this movie, <laughs> which is some heterosexual nonsense. This movie, I think you'd agree. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how you felt about it, um, like what your opinion of the movie was before yeah. we even got to the end. Yeah, because like it's been like a few years, like several years actually since I've seen this. It is slightly better than I remember, uh, cinematography-wise and directing-wise. Like, I can see why this is, like, the prestige Nicholas Sparks movie as opposed to, like, all the other bullshit Nicholas Sparks stuff, but the story is still stupid. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The acting is really good, though, I will say, but yeah. there's a lot that does work, but it just, like, if it just had a better script <laughs> and a better subject matter, maybe it would just be better... But it did not, so, yeah. yeah. I'm assuming you had similar thoughts. Yeah, I didn't really like it. I didn't ever expect to, like, when this movie came out and when everybody was like, oh my god, it's so romantic, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. I was like, well, <laughs> gross. Because uh, I'm not really that into, like, romantic movies and stuff, which is, I don't know, I am ever a conundrum because I do like romance I just don't like this kind <laughs> yeah it's hard it's, to explain yeah I guess. it's like it's like some like straight people love this movie and yeah. it's like straight people don't have a lot holding them back there's not a lot that's forbidden about most straight relationships so this is yeah, about so as for, this is about as forbidden as you get with straight relationships at least white straight relationships so it's yeah. like this is kind of like the epitome of for them it's, so they have to cling on to this Lita it's, it's all like, they have oh he's poor and she's rich and I'm also, sure that is like miscommunication <laughs> yeah the classic miscommunication trope and which is one of my least favorites <laughs> yeah I mean in this case at least it did feel like more legit than just like the wacky sitcom miscommunication yeah. trope which is like her mom was literally intercepting her mail and she had no idea but yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would, um, as as a person in this situation, I feel like I would start to get suspicious at a certain point and be like, um, mom, why don't you sit your ass down and let me check the mail? <laughs> or just, like, camp out by the mailbox. I mean, she's also 17. Yeah, and, like, which, okay. <laughs> and also, like... <laughs> The way, like, when she went up to the friend, the friend was like, it's over. Just accept it. So she mm -hmm. might have been like, oh, it really is over. And he doesn't even want to talk to me anymore. Yeah. So I can kind of, I can understand that. It's just a little silly. And the them being 17. <laughs> explains a lot about the stupid behavior of the both of them. No, but I mean, the actors, they do. They do not pass very well as, as seventeen-year-olds. I actually, I actually I don't think. disagree a little bit about Rachel McAdams. I feel like in this movie she does have like quite a young face. It's just really the costuming and the makeup that makes her look older. Yeah, but it's also like the style of the time as well. Yeah, I guess, but it. I don't Ryan know. Ryan Gosling, though, no, no, <laughs> no. It was. It's hard to believe that. Even also, clean shaven Ryan Gosling. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of weird how they don't really mention like. The Great Depression at all because it's right before World War II and then like during World War II and it's just so funny how it's like 
I mean, obviously he's poor and there's a lot of people that work in the lumber yard and everything, but it doesn't really seem like, like they're not really that affected by anything no. that's happening in the world. It's just sort of like a vehicle to tell yeah. more of the story. Like, yeah, oh, the she same was with, uh, a nurse's World War aide. II. Yeah. It's just kind of like glossed over and used as a plot device. I mean, I can kind of understand it. Because it's not really about that. It's like a love story, but <laughs> it's like it's just really funny. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> like it's like you said it during one of the biggest, like one of the worst economic time periods in America, and then what the what followed the biggest war in like the world, and the characters are just kind of like, well, <laughs> it's like, well, there it is. I mean, if it was told strictly through the perspective of Rachel McAdams' character, that would have been she probably one thing. Noticed, she wouldn't yeah. have, yeah, she wouldn't have noticed anything. But Noah certainly would have, yeah, had more of a pulse on the whole situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting into just kind of like our notes and stuff from the very beginning, this is just one of those classic. We're trying to pretend like this is a romantic movie. But the start of the relationship is so fucked up. Like, yeah. he walks up to her and he's like, do you want to dance with me? And she's like, no. And he's like, why not? And she's like, because I don't want to. Like, she's very assertive from the very start. And that scene is, like, a bad thing. Like, he keeps telling her, oh, you don't ever do what you want. You need to do what you want. And it's like, yeah, it no, you're just trying to make her do what you want. That doesn't yeah, mean that she wants thing. it. That's the whole <laughs> thing that really pissed me off. Because, like, I mean, the whole scene... Of course, it was fucked up with the Ferris wheel and him threatening to kill himself and, like, yeah. all this stuff. I'm just like, okay, we don't need to get into why that was fucked up. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. But the yeah. whole thing is, like, you don't really do what you want to do. It's like, literally, what about anything she's done up to this point makes you think she doesn't do what she wants to do? Yeah, literally like, she literally what? told you specifically, I don't want to, several times. Yeah, and she, and like, she the pulled down your pants while you were yeah. hanging from the Ferris wheel. Like, what about this girl does not seem confident and assertive to you? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get that the Ferris wheel thing was supposed to be like, like, I think that most of the people in the situation were kind of like, it's a little bit funny. Yeah. Like, they knew that he wasn't actually going to, like, jump down off the Ferris wheel and he was just being ridiculous. But it still is like a, eh, like, what are you doing? This is so... Yeah, it's really This is weird. so wacky. It's like a giant red flag. <laughs> yeah. I've been like, dude... I know you're just joking, but, like, the fact that you did something like that really, really, really makes me not want to date you at all, so, like, please stay away from me. Yeah, and then when they're laying down on the road, and she's got, like, okay, first of all, he, it's it's the Great Depression, and he's poor, so wouldn't you think that he would, like, actually want to care for the clothes that he has, because he probably doesn't have very many, like, that I mean, in, maybe he's just like, eh, it's dirty anyway. I guess, but, like, I feel like in... The Great Depression, the whole thing was, like, waste not, want not. Like, don't do things that are going to fuck up your nice clothes that, <laughs> like, you know, they went to, out to the movies in yeah. those clothes. So that was, like, his date night clothing. And you would think that he wouldn't want to mess them up. And I was sure that roads were, like, nasty and full of, you know, whatever the 40s put in <laughs> their, their vehicles or, like, the 30s, you know. Uh, so I'm sure it wasn't like nice and then it's like she's got a really nice dress on and yeah she might be like rich or whatever but it's still like you're supposed to keep your things nice and I feel like whenever people in movies are like oh you're too scared of doing this because you're scared of like messing things up or whatever it's like yeah dude like this was a nice dress that's pretty and I don't want to mess it up because that's just kind of like 
acting like I don't care about my things when people don't have enough. Yeah, if she had said that, though, I feel like that would have been shorthand O for, oh, she's shallow, she's conceited, she's vain, she just cares about her clothes and not about having a fun time by lying in the middle of the street, you know? But you can have a fun time without ruining your clothing and just, like, belittling the fact that, oh, I can just go out and replace it or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, there's people that made dresses from feed sacks and stuff in in the 30s because they didn't have money to buy material. Like, they would just recycle everything and make everything, like, work yeah. in more than one way. I, I don't know. Yeah. Stuff like that always bothers me. <laughs> yeah, it's a very romanticized view of the past. It's also a very romanticized view of tumultuous relationships mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we fight all the time because we're honest with each other. It's like, yeah. Oh, man. It's, the, the whole thing is like, you can kind in the first part, you can kind of excuse it as them being like young and stupid. But then it's like when they're older and it's like, guys, yeah. come on. You guys have both been through quite a bit. You can calm down a little. <laughs> yeah. And the. I mean, I kind of, it's not so bad once they actually get dating and they've, like, chilled out from the initial what-the-fuckness of everything, and then all of a sudden, she's, like, defending him to her parents, and then for some reason they're fighting outside of the house, and she starts slapping him, which is not okay, and then he starts, like, when he starts slapping himself, that's so freakish, like, (laughs) it's really scary. Yeah. Uh (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, that, that part is unsettling, also because, like, it feels sort of, I don't know how good this is for me to say in the podcast, something I might have done in the past if someone was to get on my case like that to start slapping myself a bit, just as a self-harm punishment kind of thing. It's just strange. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, not a good thing. It's not. <laughs> and it's it's just weird how so much of the stuff like that that happens is just framed as oh they just are so in love and it's it's so intense and that means that it's good and it doesn't mean that it's good it doesn't mean that it's good no and that's what sucks too is like when she's moved on and she's dating James Marsden and James Marsden is such He's a good dude perfect <laughs> he is literally perfect <laughs> And I actually like that they did that because a lot of times in, like, romantic movies or romantic comedies, like, the new guy is, like, there's something wrong with him. Like, Mm -hmm. he's mean or they're just together because he's rich or some other reason. But this is, like, a guy who has it all. He's really handsome. He's rich. He's incredibly kind and nice and understanding. And she loves him and he loves her and everything's great. And then she still winds up with Noah. And I still think the best twist for this would have been the old man being James Marston. <laughs> I honestly thought that would have been much better, too. Like, I... It's just not fair in, in movies like this. Because, okay, first of all, he... She's taking care of him when she's a nurse's aide. And he's like, let's go out. And she's like, let's just focus on getting you better. And he's like, okay. And just accepts that. And then he's like hanging out waiting for her a little bit creepy mind you but, but like it's also the 40s and that sort of thing was more acceptable back then i feel yeah like. he he came home and was better and he was like hey uh this is where i know how like how to contact you probably you know 
and like gave her the opportunity to be like, hey, what's up? (laughs) You know, and he's like, well, I'm better now. So do you want to go on a date? And she's like, well, all right. (laughs) And then the way he like asks her to marry him and everything and like how understanding he is. And he's just very nice the whole time. And I didn't know that James Marsden was in this movie, actually. So that was a surprise. Yeah, James Marsden's like type is playing the dude that gets passed over <laughs> it really much. is poor james marsden except for um he was in that movie 27 dresses yeah right? that's it i think that's the only one he manages <laughs> yeah but yeah back in like back when they're kids the way that they like get undressed before they're gonna have sex is such a like weird cold way to yeah. do that I like mean- it, 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 it feels weird because it probably feels weird to them. Like, I yeah. felt like that was, like, pretty true to how the situation was. Because, I mean, we don't know about Noah, but I feel like it was probably his first time as well. Or would have yeah. been his first time. And, like, it, it does feel... The awkwardness felt genuine to me. It did, but it was just kind of, like, secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, and you guys are about to fuck in this dusty old house. No. Ooh, yeah. Do not. I know he laid down a blanket, but please don't do yeah, that. Still gross. Go somewhere else. Even outside would be better. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Depending on where it was. Yeah. Also, both of the sex scenes in this movie were very explicit for it being rated yeah. PG-13. I thought this movie was rated R, actually. Yeah, it, you saw like a shadow of Rachel McAdams' nipple in the yeah, second, in the second one. Yeah. It was like, ooh. It's, like, barely a shadow. It's, like, it's pretty much all happening. Yeah. Which I don't... I feel like usually you get, like, a side boob in a PG-13 <laughs> movie. Usually you don't get, like, a full-on nip. Yeah. I, I, I guess because you didn't really see it, then they were like, eh, we'll let it slide, I guess. It was just so funny because there's so many things that the MPAA, like, freaks out about. And I'm just, whenever stuff like that slides well, it's past a, it's a heterosexual love scene, so it's fine. <laughs> God. I did appreciate, though, that they had her, like, really enjoy it and be like, let's do it again. And apparently she wants to do it so much. No, I was like, I'm tired. Can we please, please yeah. stop, please? So that was nice. That was a good change of pace. Yeah. But it also is kind of that whole, oh, you know, you just need, like, the right person to be able to feel good, like... Apparently she wasn't having a good of as good of time with the other guy, and it's no. Like, but she said that's what I've been missing out on. So that's implying she hasn't done anything with anybody. I don't think she did anything with James Marsden, and she was waiting till after marriage. I think that she probably just meant like full on sex with Noah. Like, oh, that's no, what I I've been missing out on. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Because especially that joke they make when she's uh, getting fit into her wedding dress. I, feel I must like, have missed it. I feel like that's implying that like she hasn't had sex yet. Wait, what did they say? I, I feel like I forget I what it. it. I forget exactly what it was, but like I feel like the joke they made. And she was like, oh my god, no, stop it. It, it, was, it was definitely implying she was saving herself for after she was married. Uh. I, feel like, I feel like that was definitely the implication there. And it's hmm. what she says later. I just thought it was like... Because they never really, like, like when they first did it, it was kind of, like, it didn't count, really. Yeah, they did Because it got interrupted. Yeah, it got interrupted, so that didn't count. So I, th- I thought that's what she meant, like, oh, 
that's no, what I, I was missing from the first time. I think probably the implication was the relationship with James. I know it's not his character's name. I don't remember what his character's name was, so we're just going to call him James <laughs> Marston. Um, I don't. Wasn't, didn't have either. like the same level of passion as her relationship with Noah, so she didn't feel like she really, really wanted to have sex with him. Yeah, maybe. So they were holding it off until after the wedding. Maybe. I also like I also like to add I I did read the book actually way really? back yeah way <laughs> back in high school because I don't remember it and I don't remember I just remember it wasn't good and the movie was actually better than the book but I read it because <laughs> I was like obs- like I wasn't obsessed but I really loved A Walk to Remember that really? movie, yeah, I know. I don't know why that movie. <laughs> no, that movie still makes me cry every single time I watch it, and I don't understand why, and I don't get it. But the movie just really gets me. So like, I bought the book before the movie came out for the Notebook, and I was like, mm-hmm. this wasn't like that good. And then I read it once, and I never read it again. And I'm pretty sure I got rid of it the first time we moved. So I don't remember what any of the differences were. I remember there were differences. I just don't yeah. remember what they were because I was like 14. I don't know if I've ever seen A Walk to Remember in its entirety. I've seen parts of it. But again, it's just one of those movies that's like never appealed to me. Like I don't really get the whole like teen death romance type thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I just saw it at like an impressionable age. Yeah. And like, I feel that. I don't know. I don't really know. I, I own it. Like, I'm looking at it right now on my <laughs> DVD bookshelf. It makes me cry literally every single time, and I don't get it. I'm trying to think if there's a movie like that that I have from when I was younger. I really liked that movie Sleepover when I was, like, oh, in middle yeah. school. I remember seeing that in the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would, like, I remember staying home from school sick one day, and I watched that movie, and I watched all of the special features on the DVD, because that's when they used to have special features for literally every every movie that came out, even though no one cared. (laughs) (laughs) And I watched all of them. Like, I cared. (laughs) Yeah, that was also me with... I will will stand by this. Charlie's Angels is a great movie. I was obsessed (laughs) with it when I... I literally watched it every single day for an entire summer. I had it memorized. I would play it to myself before I would go to sleep. I watched all the special features for that one too on the DVD. I was obsessed with that movie and then I watched it again like years later. I'm like, you know what? This still fucking holds up. (laughs) It's a very silly movie, yes, but it knows it's silly. Whereas I feel like The Notebook like, it doesn't really like, it's, there's parts of it that are just like so overwrought and like ridiculous. Yeah. But doesn't seem self-aware about it really most of the time. <laughs> no. And how many, okay, I'm just gonna Google really quick, um, Nicholas Sparks movies. Like, how many of his books have been made? A lot movies? of them. More than you would think. A fucking lot. Okay, so The Notebook, The Best of Me, don't ever remember that coming out. I walk to remember The Lucky One, The Choice, <laughs> The Longest Ride, I vaguely remember. Dear John, Safe Haven, <laughs> the last song I remember, Nights in Redanthe, I remember, Message in a Bottle came out in 1999, so that's what started all of this. Oh, Message in a Bottle was Nicholas Sparks? Apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then Deliverance Creek, which sounds like a fucking horror show. Wait, I want to see if Message in a Bottle is the movie I think it is. 
No, it's not. All right, never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bitches love their Nicholas Sparks. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> I feel like probably what happens with him is like his books are like so formulaic and like yes. so emotionally manipulative that they lend themselves to films a lot better probably than books. Yeah. But they need to be books first in order to be marketable. <laughs> okay, but what about people like Nora Roberts and people like that, like that write basically the well, same book over well, and over they're again? they're women, Lita. It's different. <laughs> Where are their movie deals? <laughs> oh, she has some. It's okay. <laughs> but they all have really bad looking covers, so they're probably all like Lifetime movies, I would imagine. Uh, like, that's always. The Photoshop on this is horrific. Blue smoke. Oh, that's a bad Photoshop job. Oh, my God. I'm just going to send this to you because it's so funny. Like, I'm not even a, an expert at Photoshop or anything, but I just had a job where I had to cut out something and I did a better job than this. <laughs> Let me see this. Hold on. Oh, Christ. Are you sure this isn't like some kind of like... It has to be fake, thing? right? This is like... Like, is this real? I could do a better job than this. I barely even know Photoshop. Just leave the people out of it and it's fine. This is but this like, is another one that's better, but Oh my god. Yeah. We're going to link these on Twitter. This is a little <laughs> bit better, but it still is terrible, but yikes. Yikes. I'm just, yikes, yikes. We're going down a rabbit hole right now, but I'm sending you a screenshot. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> <sighs> Let me see this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, we have to put them on Twitter because... <laughs> we will, we will. That laugh. Uh, it'll be the accompanying tweet for the episode tweet. Yeah. Um, so, another... I was looking at trivia for this soon. Apparently, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams, like, during the shooting of this, they, like, hated each other. But then they were a couple for a couple of years. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot with movies like this. Like, the co-stars would be like, ah, oh, we hate each other so much, and then they end up dating for, like, eight years. Yeah, it, I mean, apparently, because, like, they... They dated for a few years, they broke up, and then they tried to get back together again, and then it just didn't work out. And, like, the thing is with this stuff, like, how much of this is PR, first of all? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of PR relationships like that. I feel like it has to be. I, they did have really good chemistry in this movie, I will say. And, of course, we can't forget the infamous uh, MTV Kiss of the Year thing, where they, like, actually leapt up on each other on stage to recreate the kiss. Oh my god, I... I vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was kind of hot, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was a little hot. And they did have really good chemistry in this movie, and I guess them being, like, kind of at odds with each other kind of helped them, like, have that sort of intense chemistry with each other. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't get how that works. I don't know why when you dislike someone that much you would want to date them, but... I'm also, like, a fairly well-adjusted person, so <laughs> I <Yeah>. don't know. <laughs> I guess it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's an intense emotion that's, like, so intense that it turns into yeah. love, <laughs> I, I which is stupid. I will admit that, like, when I was, like, really young, there were a couple people, I was just like, oh, God, I hate this person, but also I kind of like them a bit, but I was also, like, 18, so <laughs> I wasn't an adult yet, and I also mm -hmm. didn't actually date them, so... I, I can kind of see how, like, the intensity could go one way or the other, but it feels like they literally just didn't get along, 
at all. And it's like, why would you want to be in a relationship with this person then? It just seems so exhausting to me, especially with, like, the characters in this movie, like, fighting. Yeah. And then, like, it's, like, it doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like that her dad actually seemed like he was nicer about yeah. everything. Yeah. Mr. I mustache. Mean, that was a yeah. great mustache. <laughs> it was. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe it was like fake rich person kindness, but he seemed like he um, he was just kind of like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean at the be beginning nice. he's clearly like he's like this isn't gonna last. It's just a summer romance. Just let him let him have it. And the mom was like, no, you can't, because like <laughs> you know, because she had her own issue with her yeah. own summer romance, as we find out later. And then she finally gives her all the letters back. She's like, I hope you make the right choice. It's like, bitch, this entire time. <laughs> You, it's like, did it take seeing this dude again for you to be like, oh, maybe you should be with him yeah. after all? And it's like, oh, God. And, I mean, <laughs> what if she was really like, oh, make the right choice of the rich person? <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not the subtext of the no. scene. But, like, it, it could have been. Not after meant. that whole story. but Yeah, after that whole story. And she's like, I don't even know this person anymore. And it is sad in a way, because it's like, you could have known who this person was now, but you chose not to, and that was your decision. Yeah. And I think it's also strange that, like, I mean, it is standard teen, like, you don't know what love is, but, like, when she's like, I never see you guys play or have fun together, you guys don't really know what love is, I'm like, that's a pretty good point, but then later yeah. on, we do see them having a good time together, so it's like, what happened in between there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that made her reconsider, um, or maybe it was just... A throwaway know. line that they didn't <laughs> really think about? Probably. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure that, like, I feel like a lot of kids probably have the same thought about their parents, like, oh, do you even really love each other? Like, you don't act like... You, you see on TV or, you know, like, how I feel about my boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. But it's just because, I mean, sometimes people get married that don't need to be married and they don't actually like each other that much, but or, other times it's just because they're so familiar with each other that they don't really need to do that yeah, all the time. You can't, like, you're not going to be able to, su to sustain that level of passion for, like, 20, 30, 40 years. Like, you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to be, like, doing that too much in front of your kids anyways yeah you know? exactly that'd be kind of weird if you did <laughs> yeah um i feel like i had more like tangents to go off of on here I, this is one of them i really hate in in romantic movies like this where there is a third person and like you said usually they're like villainized um and in this case he wasn't which is nice but i feel like they always have <laughs> Like, the other person is so conflicted that they don't end it with the other person, like, they're who they're currently with first. And so they just end up cheating on who they're currently with, with, like, the love of their life. And, like, oh, it's okay because it's the love of their life. And it's, like, what a yeah. fucked up message to send because it, it's it always the case. And usually in movies it's, like, oh, well, the person they're, they're with right now is a bad person, so, like, who cares about them? Which... Yeah isn't really fair either yeah that's not it's very <laughs> black and white and i do yeah like i said before i do appreciate that this movie made this like a very difficult thing and like a very gray thing that happens because she goes there and like her mom said like she knew what was gonna happen mm -hmm. she knew 
And, like, even if she didn't want to admit it, she knew what was going to happen. And... Yeah, nobody... Nobody... Okay, anybody that says that sex just happens... It does not just happen. lying to themselves. Like, Maybe if you, a kiss would just happen. Yeah. But full-on sex, that's, like, a decision that you make. Unless you're, like, super... Like, you're both super drunk or something like that. Like, you usually go into something with the idea in your head like this is gonna happen even if you're just going to a party and you don't even know anyone there yet but if you're like i'm gonna get laid like (laughs) if you get laid (laughs) you went in there with that notion in your head you know like you make a decision at some point as long as it is something you know obviously that was consensual but of course yeah that's um, a different thing entirely like, I just feel like it's not a magical switch all of a sudden that's like, oh, well, okay, I guess we're having sex now. It's like, you decide. Like, Oops. <laughs> we just Uh-oh, slip and slide in there. Your penis is in my vagina. How did this happen? Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> I guess we got to continue. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I don't know. A lot of people yeah. I don't like introspect enough about that, I don't think. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> just aren't very self-aware. Yeah. Um, I think that like to his credit James Morrison is like I should leave you uh, I don't want to though because I love you maybe we can work through this if you want to yeah and she's like I don't know I I, I can appreciate the difficult situation she's in because it yeah. does say multiple times like she genuinely loves James Marston but it's a different it's different yes and if you didn't already know all the tropes of, like, romantic dramas and stuff like that, you might genuinely wonder which one she picked. But, of course, because we know how it turns out, of course we know she picked Noah because that's how these things go in movies. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in real life, like, she would have picked James Marsden, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. I think that... I think that probably the fact that her mom hid the letters from her for so long and the fact that the relationship didn't get to run its course to begin with is probably the reason why she ended up going back to him in the end. Yeah. Like, if they had just let the relationship run its course from the very beginning, I don't know if they would have ended up together. Like, maybe they would have uh, gotten tired of each other more or they would have been at those different points in their life and they would have said, hey... We have other things in mind. Yeah, he did get this sent working. off to war, too, though, as yeah. well. So you also wonder if she would have met James Marsden still. Yeah. And, like, what would have happened with that. Yeah. But the fact that they spent those years apart and, like, grew in different ways in the meantime. They did wind up staying together the entire time after that. It sounded like they had, like, a brief, passionate fling, and then that was it, and it was over. Mm. So, kudos to them. But... Yeah. <laughs> And apparently the power of the love cures uh, senile dementia. I don't... Because <laughs> that's realistic. Um, for, like, a little bit. <laughs> for a little bit. For a couple minutes. Yeah. That was heartbreaking, that scene where, like, she's she back freaks out. for, like, a couple minutes and then yeah. she flips out and, like, that uh, he starts crying. That actor was really good. And I, yeah. I, I started crying with him just because it was so... It felt so real, him reacting to it. Yeah. That was, like, the only reason I started crying. I was like, oh, no, this poor man. <laughs> yeah, I was working while I was watching it, so I was like, there was enough distraction where I didn't tear up too much. But yeah. it, it was very sad, that part. And then when the doctor looks over at him, kind of like, I kind of told you so, but I'm also, I feel sorry for you, you know? Yeah. And I also like the fact that she was the one who wrote that whole thing. 
I thought that was a good touch. Yeah. As opposed to him. Because, like, when he's like, yeah, I know it's beautiful. It's like, well, Lottie Duffer fucking you, dude. <laughs> but he wasn't the one who wrote it. So it's like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and that's much better. And um, the fact that it wasn't just him, you know, doing this against both the doctor's recommendation and her will. Like, yeah, she wanted, she him, wanted to. him to try. Yeah. <laughs> so it was something they agreed on before things yeah. got too far with the disease which is a good thing yeah but yeah i that's like that's one of my biggest fears man like yeah i was about to- <laughs> pretty much all i have is my brains in life and <laughs> my memories which i already don't remember a lot from <laughs> my life just because of getting older and also depression um but just i don't know like getting to that point and just actually yeah. not remembering who people are it just is really really scary and i it is yeah. really hope that doesn't happen to me same like that kind of thing <laughs> like doesn't run in my family so no, me either. I'm, I'm not worried about it too much but it's still really scary to think about and thinking about like you're not it's like are you even you anymore without your memories are you even like the same person it's scary I feel like that's a tagline from a movie or a show or something, actually. Probably. <laughs> but it, it it is something to think about, where it's like, if you lost all your memories, and you don't remember who anyone was, you don't really remember anything about your life, like, did you, you, you did sort of die in a way, I think, personally. I mean, I, like, how... I say sort of, but, like, much, not entirely. It would, it's kind of just, like, how much does your personality and your past experience leave an imprint on your body to the point where you still act in a a similar way despite not remembering because I feel like when with dementia like people won't always remember their family members or they won't always remember like what they were doing or something but I feel like they still have snippets of like what makes them who they are yeah and I mean, I don't We're getting know. to, like, <laughs> brain science with that, I think. <laughs> One little part of your brain can just change who you are entirely. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like the Phineas Gage thing, um, where the, the railroad spike or whatever went into his head, and then he became really aggressive and horrible and lewd and uh, just gross, and he survived this traumatic brain injury, but it just destroyed a whole, you know, the, I don't know, the frontal lobe, maybe? Yeah, probably. I don't remember. I used to know everything really, really well. I was really good at anatomy, and I took (laughs) brain and behavior, and so I actually used to know all of that stuff, but it has faded from my mind. I mean, Um, we can't keep everything (laughs) in our brains. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's something that you don't use every day, so you don't always recall it off the top of your head. I'm trying to look... Oh, yeah, so, uh, the black people in this movie, uh, so they're just the entertainers <sighs> and the servants. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, here's a couple of black people, but in not mostly non-speaking roles as background, and yeah. also they're just, like, dancing, or they're the maids. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, like, the domestic help, the, the domestic workers, the hospice workers, wherever yeah. she is, like, like a nursing home or hospice or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It, it, it would have been a little... Like, I don't know, because I was going to say it would be a little bit more excusable in the time period it's originally set in, 
But then mm-hmm. when you get to modern age, they are just in a hospital. So there's not, like, another black character you can really put in there that wouldn't be, like, a nurse or a doctor or something. Yeah. But, like, it's still... Ugh. You could have at least had them have, like, the one token black friend or something to show how yeah. progressive they were for the 1930s. And it's God. like... <laughs> I mean, honestly, maybe it's better that they didn't because they probably would have handled it poorly, right? Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely noticed that because I just watched a video um, by her handle on YouTube is For Harriet, and she did a video about the help... Um, and it, if it was worse than Green Book. <laughs> oh, I, I saw that, but I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. Um, she I really liked how she broke everything down, um, but it just, that made me think of um, watching it yesterday because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of a, kind of messed up. Yeah. It's kind of like, is it better to just not show black people at all or to, like, just have them more in the stereotypical sort of help kind of roles? Yeah. I mean, I think that, like... I think that the goal would be, the the main problem is that we just need to tell more people's stories that aren't white. Because like we've said, there's a million movies like The Notebook. (laughs) And they might not all be as good with like the acting and the the cultural acclaim and stuff. But there's so many movies like this. And it's like, it's it's just boring. Like it's the same thing over and over again. It's just... That was my... It's just dumb that other people don't get to tell their stories, you know? Yeah, when we eventually do La La Land, uh, (laughs) another Ryan Gosling movie, that that was one of my major issues with it. It's like, oh, oh, cool, another movie about a straight white couple, Lottie fucking dog, like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) We don't have enough of these. (laughs) I saw a post the other day that was like, oh, yeah, I love how La La Land uh, says that white people invented jazz or something like that. Yeah, we'll get into that with that episode for sure. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? It was, go. oh, Ryan Gosling. Like, when everybody was so gaga over him, I was one of those girls that, like, took pride in being like, oh, I'm not like everybody else. I don't think he's that cute. And, like, I mean, he's just kind of... He is cute, but he's not, like, that much better than a lot of other actors. It's just so funny how... I feel like, yeah, I feel like what happens with that is, like, you would think the person was cute, but because everyone else is, like, so crazy about him, you're like, well, he's not that great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I do, I will say I do prefer him, like, less buff, Mm -hmm. like, he, he looks in this movie, like, thinner. I don't know. I just not into buff guys, personally. So that's yeah. just, like, a personal preference. But yeah, I'm like, not yeah. into, like, super muscles. I don't want you to look like you could just crush my head in your elbow. Nah, you yeah, know? that's that's not my thing. <laughs> and one thing I will say for Ryan Gosling, too, is he does tend to have uh, great chemistry with whoever he is uh, romantically interested in as a character. Like, yeah. all the stuff I've seen with him, like, Drive, he had, like, really great chemistry with Carrie Mulligan. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has really good chemistry with uh, Rachel McAdams here, too, despite the fact that apparently they didn't like each other during the film yeah. of this. He's able to kind of, like, tap into, like, that really intimate thing. Yeah. And I feel like he's kind of got that, like, you know, because there's the, like, the feminist Ryan Gosling memes and everything. He's kind of got that, like, soft boy, like... Yeah. 
I'm going to talk really soft and like look into your eyes really deep. And it's just, it seems like a really simple formula, but apparently a lot of other men haven't uh, figured it out yet. Yeah, yeah, that is like a really good, like, uh, pro tip for any guys listening to this. That is a really good way to kind of like get someone looking at you twice mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of like treat them like they're the only person in the room and you're like oh you just make me melt every time i look at you oh yeah, i'm gonna speak in a but... really low voice but like i'm also if okay they're into you as well they also find you attractive obviously whenever i encounter people like that like i just am always like what do you want yeah like <laughs> well no i'm saying like in a situation where you're trying to like romantically woo them and you're being genuine yeah. and it's not some kind of like fucking yeah. manipulative game you're playing to just try to sleep with them and if you're being really genuine about it yeah then that's a good way but you know what i mean like there's certain people that and it's i don't think that it's anything malicious on their part but they are kind of like that with everybody yeah like, even just friends like like a guy at a bar will be like <laughs> oh yeah like oh tell me more about that like they act like so interested and it's like it's just so strange because most people aren't like that and it feels fake almost because yeah 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 like there's just certain people that make it seem genuine but then there's certain people where you're like something's off yeah i definitely get that i feel like when that happens it's partly like they are interested in what you're saying, but also they, like, read in a book somewhere that this yeah. is how they should show interest. <laughs> they were, like, watching... Like, let me change my body language and look right into their eyes, and it feels, like, almost robotic in a way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like they're just naturally letting their body do what it wants to do. It's like they watch those Charisma Facts YouTube yeah. videos, which <laughs> yeah, I've actually yeah. been watching lately because they keep showing up on my recommended. <laughs> <laughs> um there's some some crazy ones on there but yeah um i think that the the main movies that i've seen ryan gosling in that i like were crazy stupid love i actually kind of liked him in that because he was like i like him in more comedic roles i think like more than like just the straight romantic roles yeah he is pretty funny i didn't see crazy stupid love though it's pretty funny there's like some problematic shit in it too but it's like a pretty funny movie um and then Drive was was pretty good, too. Although, like, okay, the atmosphere, the music, the acting, yes. the chemistry, the, like, crazy violence, those were all, like, really good. But then the story itself... Yeah. Not... Yeah, it I was think, kind of lacking, right? I'm, like, in, I'm in complete agreement with this. <laughs> the aesthetic, though, on fucking point with that movie. Yeah. The soundtrack. Yes, I have the soundtrack. Yeah, me too. That scorpion jacket is obviously iconic. <laughs> um. <laughs> the end is just so, like... I remember watching it with Chris, and, like, he gets... Spoiler alert for Drive, if, you know, <laughs> you have been living under a rock for five or six years. Um, You're not one to talk, Lita. I know, but I know what happens in movies, okay? Like, even though I haven't seen them, I know what happens. Like, I don't get mad if someone spoils a movie that's been out for 25 years. (laughs) Anyway, uh, like, he gets stabbed, and then he just, like, drives. And it's like, you go into the hospital, buddy? Maybe he is. You don't know. Maybe he's just driving until he dies, you know? Yeah. It's just just the cool way to go i don't know (laughs) yeah it's one of those like dumb self-sacrificing type endings and like the open-ended type thing where you're like okay so like he probably would be able to live if he like got help right away but is he going to get help or is he just gonna like drive off into the sunset and be like nah it's my time you know (laughs) 
until he gets to the point where he really is dying. He's like, oh, fuck, I should have gone to the hospital. Shit. Yeah. I regret everything. The classic, like, men don't go to the doctor thing. Yeah. Uh, complete switch. Uh, the part where <laughs> she is painting and she's, like, nude. I'm like, that's a mood. That's a <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm like, this is cool. I'm into this. <laughs> yeah. Man, I've been really wanting to paint lately, but I just hate, like, I don't really have a space for it in the apartment, so I have to, like, lay out a bunch of paper towels on the floor so I don't get paint everywhere, and there's still a couple spots on my carpet upstairs that I have to clean uh. that have, like, little bits of paint on them. And it comes out fine, it's just I haven't gotten a chance to clean it up yet. But I'm, like, really wanting to paint. It's just so messy. Just, it is. Yeah, I hate that, how messy it is. This is the problem with, like, most things, is, like... Yeah. Like, I would cook more if I didn't have to clean. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> and, Dude. like... Oh, man. I wish I was good at painting, but I kind of suck at it. And I remember back, uh, senior of high school, we had to, like, do a painting for, mm -hmm. uh, my AP English class for Hamlet. And, like, what I wound up doing, I was like, I drew it, uh, but I can't paint it. And then my mom, like, painted it for me. I was like, well, I kind of did it. I drew it on there. It's cheating. <laughs> it was my thing. She just did the actual, like, work. <laughs> I just delegated. I feel like painting, like, so many things is, you know, you don't have to have, like, the best of the best materials to get started. But I think that a lot of the time it does really depend on the materials that you have. Like, if you have shitty brushes or shitty paint it's a lot harder to work with like it's not it doesn't mean that you can't do it just as well as if you have higher quality stuff but it's a lot harder to get started I think sometimes if like things aren't you know brushing over the canvas properly or if the paint doesn't have enough pigment and you have to keep using too much of it and it's just like this whole extra process and I feel like that's kind of my annoying thing with hobbies and you know just the cleanup aspect of it like yeah everything costs money that everything too. <laughs> makes a mess, which is yeah. why, like, with writing, at least all you need is, like, a notebook and paper. So true. Really, at the end of the day, like, I've written, like, a few short films, but it's, like, this costs money to produce and also, yeah. like, work, whereas I can just, like, write a short story or novel and then it's over, but also, like, I don't want to, so Yeah. Because, unfortunately, scripts play to my strong suit way too well, and I've gotten too used to writing them. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think that I need to write more script and uh, have you help me with the formatting of them until I get the hang of it. Because yeah. I feel like the way that I see things that I want to write, I see them more in, like, a movie frame. Yeah, like, than... cinematically. Yeah. 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 Even though I read all the time, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with Well, me. you watch because, like, I feel like something like that, it's like, are you more visual or are you more, like, verbal, I think is what it is. Yeah. And I feel like, because with me, I grew up, like, can you hear the rain outside? A little bit, but it's, a like, a bit. nice... Okay, it's Background a nice ambiance, noise. okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, with me, like, I grew up, like, going to the movies every single weekend, and I feel like that kind of, like, imprinted my brain. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's why I see stories in the world the way I do, even though I did read, like, so much as a kid and as, like, a teenager. Yeah. Way more than I read now as an adult, sadly. <laughs> 
Which I feel I like don't... happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been doing really good the past couple of years, really well the past couple of years. Um, my first Goodreads challenge two years ago, I think I read 52 books. And oh, then nice. last year, I was supposed to read 50, but I think I only read 48 or 49. Um, this year I want to read 40 and literally I've read one novel so far and like five graphic novels because I cannot focus and it's already March like it's mid-March and I haven't read hardly anything you like I keep time. I keep checking all these books out from the library and then hating them <laughs> and not finishing yeah. them yeah that's what happened because like, I asked her three books for Christmas and I read the first two already because they were like non-fiction I'm like oh this is really interesting and then the third one I asked for like I just I cannot get into it and I just like stop reading it. I was mm -hmm. like, I like, I'm like, why did I ask for this? It's like another book about World War Two and the <laughs> stuff that happens during World War Two. Like, I don't need this. After the book, I read the Book Thief. I was like, do we really need another one of these? No. Yeah, uh, that's a book that I have that I started and then never finished, and I still own it because I'm like, well, I need to finish reading it before I get rid of it, because I I got rid of a bunch of books when I moved and you have some of them now yeah. which I forgot actually yeah, <laughs> and you yeah, were like yeah I, I have that book <laughs> yeah when you mentioned that whole uh Carrie Fisher thing to me I was like I think I have this yeah <laughs> I think you gave it to me yeah um I completely forgotten about that but yeah like I, most of the books that I kept were you know ones that are really special to me that I've reread a bunch like obviously the Harry Potter ones or a couple of other books that I really like and I wanted Chris to read or um you know, I might reread at some point, and then the books that I've not finished yet, so I just have all of these books I haven't finished sitting on my bookshelf taunting me, <laughs> and it's like, those are the main ones that are there, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, that's the, the thing about moving, too, is, like, you gotta decide, like, what books you're gonna keep and which ones you're gonna throw away. Because mm, they take or up so much Not throw room. away, but donate, and, like, we're gonna be moving soon, and, like, I'm looking at all my books, and, like, I have, like, a stack of books I don't really want anymore, but it's not that many. And it's, like, mm -hmm. I'm not getting rid of any more of these. We've moved, like, three <laughs> times. I'm not getting rid of any more of my books. It's not gonna happen. I want all of these. <laughs> I want all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we... That was the first time that I'd ever, like, really purged a bunch of books. Like, I think I did it at some point, you know, in high school or before I went to college because... I obviously had a lot of like, you know, kids books or young adult books that I wasn't going to do anything with. So, you know, we we sold some of them, but you don't get hardly anything back. So it's almost not worth it. Yeah, it's not. So most of the time we just donate to libraries like school libraries or the public library if they want them. Or um, like before I moved, I sent you a bunch of books. I gave uh, Chris's sister a bunch of them. I gave my friend who's a teacher a bunch for her classroom. Um and I'm, like, hoping that everybody actually got to use them and I wasn't just, like, unloading these books on people, yeah. like, <laughs> here yeah. you go, it's your yeah. problem now. <laughs> That's my whole thing, because, like, I could donate these to a library, but I don't know if the library would even want these books. Yeah, you just have the, to ask. Yeah, one of the, because one of them is, like, a thousand and one movies you must see before you die, but it's from, like, 2008. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, does anyone even want this? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, even, um, they could still take it. A lot of the times, libraries will take books, and even if they don't put it on their shelves, they'll put it in their, like, bookstore, and they'll always have those, like, library sales and stuff, and then whatever funds that they make from those sales will go to help support the library, usually. True. So, I mean, you could donate it for that kind of thing, and it would still be, you know, like, helping out, and it wouldn't be, like, 
you know, there's a chance that somebody is going to come along and be like, oh, yeah, this sounds cool. So I also like did this, like sorted this out back when the Marie Kondo thing just mm-hmm. premiered on Netflix, and, like, everybody's gonna be donating their stuff right now. I don't want to oh, do this Oh, that's so yet. true. Everyone's gonna be doing it. I don't want to do it yet, but I'm gonna have to now. <laughs> there were so many people on Twitter that, like, acted, like, as if she meant actually throw your things away, oh, and I'm yeah, like... That whole... <laughs> do you guys understand that donating is a thing? Like, you don't actually have to physically throw these in the garbage. Like, you yeah. can give them to like, someone else I, I, this is the whole thing we're gonna like the whole thing with the internet is like someone makes a suggestion and someone's like oh so you want me to throw all my fucking books in a fire is that what you're saying you want me to only yeah. have two books is that what you're saying marie kondo is like guys calm just take a few deep yeah. breaths be reasonable and rational calm down she's just she's saying hey like- <laughs> you don't Real, like you should donate these if you don't read them and you don't really need them <laughs> yeah she's not standing over your bed at night like your sleep paralysis demon telling you to get rid of all your books and like pitch them over a cliff can you imagine i mean I'd, I'd like to have her as a sleep paralysis demon you know she'd she be much like- better than the ones that i've had before i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah much more calming influence much, yeah. much nicer She'd be like, this sleep paralysis does not spark joy. You need to wake up now. And I'd be like, thank you so much. (laughs) Save the day yet again. I actually did fold my, um, a bunch of my pants and shirts, her method, and it is really nice. But it's the whole keeping it that way. Yeah, that's my whole thing. It's like, I could do it once, I wouldn't be able to do it every day. I just, yeah, I I couldn't do it. (laughs) Like, a lot of the times when I do laundry, I do so much all at once that I just kind of get to the point where I'm so frustrated with folding and everything that I just do everything really sloppy and put it away so it's out of the way. Because I don't like having it just, you know, in a basket or something like that. Right now, I'm, I'm just staring at a mound. I'm literally looking at the basket of my laundry on the floor right now, because I'm like, there's, I don't want to do it. <laughs> there's a mound of, of, of clean stuff on the chair upstairs next to me, and that I'm just looking at right now, too. And there's a bunch more in the dryer that I need to pull out. I don't own an iron, either. Like, I'm a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an iron, but I don't really own too many things that need ironing. (laughs) I really don't either. Like, I guess if I was going to get really anal about stuff and, like, make sure I had absolutely no wrinkles every time I wore anything, but I feel like most of my clothes don't really wrinkle that much. Yeah. You know? Um... But very awkwardly segueing this back into the movie, um, <laughs> I thought I thought it was like cool that like they were encouraging her to go to school. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it was probably like, oh, you'll find a man at college. But like, <laughs> it's Sarah not- Lawrence though. Yeah, it's Sarah Lawrence. Yeah, no. But, Isn't like, it all women? Yeah, it's all women. But I I thought that was a very interesting. I mean, maybe that was like common among the very rich at the time. Is yeah, to send I think so. Your women to school to so make sure they're like educated, not like some some dumb housewife mm-hmm. even if that the ultimate thing was for her to be like settled and not have a job but like yeah i, I still thought that was pretty uh refreshing yeah in terms of like the stuff from that time period and they did mention the um the gi bill yeah with noah and everything and that was cool yeah and that was very nice of his dad to sell the house and then noah was like well, where are you gonna live he's like well i'm gonna live with you obviously <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked his dad. <laughs> yeah, his dad was great. It was, and like when she first showed up, and he was like, "Yeah, this is great," blah blah blah, and like she's like immediately just like part of the family. I yeah, was like that was really nice. Meanwhile, when Noah goes to visit them, it's like so awkward, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I make twenty cents an hour." They're like, "Oh, 
Uh, so, mm-hmm. anyway, let's not talk about the <laughs> income disparity and how little money the poor make. Uh, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Because this makes us uncomfortable. I just... I thought that... I mean, I know it doesn't get into the depression that much, but I do feel like the differences between them in regards to money was pretty well emphasized. Yeah. I agree. So it wasn't... That part wasn't glossed over. Yeah. And and also, like, the way his mom... He's like, he's trash! And it's like, <laughs> wow! Like, like projecting much? Christ. <laughs> yeah, she... Uh, she got a little bit high-key there. Yeah, it got a little bit too personal for her. Meanwhile, yeah. the dad's like, okay, let's... <laughs> let's not do this. <laughs> let's sit back a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, they, they can't end up together, obviously, but you don't need to be so mean about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, his holy whole shit, stance woman, on that. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's like... I don't know. It was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. That's our review. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I told you that there would be more tangents in this one, too, because I was just... Yeah, there isn't, like, that much to say about this. Yeah. Either. It's not, like, an intellectual movie, by any means. <laughs> um, oh. it, it is better than I remembered it being, I will say that, because I was not yeah. looking really looking forward to watching this again, in all honesty. <laughs> and I was like, if I have to pay for this movie, I swear to God, but it was on Netflix, <laughs> so I was like, good, I don't have to pay money for it. Uh, yeah. But it, I did sort of enjoy it, watching it again. I guess because it's yeah, been it such a long time. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't it wasn't like the worst use of an afternoon. Yeah. And I was eating popcorn, so it was fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like eating popcorn, watching them like yell at each other. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. They're straight people, am I right? <laughs> and, like, uh I, I don't know, man. I I always feel weird like criticizing it at being in like a het relationship. But, but you're, also you're, Chris you're and I have never yelled at each other like that. <laughs> Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not straight, though, so it's fine. Yeah. This is, like, the trap us bi people fall into, is we feel like because we're in, like, a straight relationship that gives us less of a voice to talk about, uh, stupid heterosexual people, but, like, yeah. but we just, we're, are, we're valid. <laughs> <laughs> we are valid, we swear. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it is, like, a weird thing, like, I don't know. <laughs> we don't have time to get into all yeah, that. Yeah, we don't have today. time to get into by politics, unfortunately. Yeah. But speaking of politics, mm, <laughs> I just got back from Florida because oh I I went to Florida for a wedding. Chris and I flew back, and I was very um, anxious both about flying because I realized the last time that I flew when we went on vacation slash apartment hunting to Seattle. Um, before you moved out here, I was like, I don't actually like this. <laughs> and, you know, cause I, I haven't really flown that much in my life. So the first couple times it was like, you know, scary, but exciting. And it was new and everything. But then after I'd done it a couple times, I was like, wow, this actually kind of sucks. Um, so I was not excited about the flight and I was scared about the dog because at first we thought we were going to have to board her the entire time. And then we ended up only having to board her one night cause our friend stayed here with her, which ended up being so good like so much better for her um she lost her mind and peed on the floor when she saw us when we got home (laughs) which she hasn't done since we first got her uh because she had a tumor in her uterus when we first got her that had been removed 
and so she would like get really excited and just not be able to control herself mm. when um like she'd see my parents or when Chris would come home from work or whatever but she got better and this is the first time she did it in a while so it was like almost crying because I was just like so cause like happy to see her again <laughs> but yeah being back in Florida man oh man <laughs> oh man I mean, I think it's good that you went back so you can be like, yeah, I made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, like I, I had had a lot of self-doubt because of the whole like job hunting situation and how long that's all been taking and everything. And I've been like, oh, we moved too soon. Like, should we have moved at all? Like, why, you know, why did we do this? And going back there, I was like, it's hot. It wasn't even that hot, okay, because it's March, so it was, like, in the 70s. But the sun is just so much hotter there because it's obviously closer to the equator. But it literally just, like, like, we've had a lot of sunny days in Seattle lately. Like, it's, we haven't really had a lot of rain at all. And the sun just does not feel as hot. Yeah. It doesn't feel like your flesh is melting when you step outside. (laughs) You don't feel like, there's also this thing that happens where, I swear, like, I feel like when I go outside for like a couple of minutes I won't start sweating even but when you go back inside you just feel like you smell bad like you feel gross (laughs) in Florida and you don't feel like that here like you can you can go outside and be like oh the air is fresh you know there's a little bit of a breeze and it's crisp and cool and the sun doesn't make you feel like you're melting and your pores are extracting yeah I mean it is humid but it's not the same kind of humidity it's so weird like stepping out of the airport it was immediately like someone put a damp, hot cloth over your face and stuck you in a greenhouse. And my sinuses swelled up immediately. And we had the weirdest fucking Lyft driver we have ever had. Literally ever. And the entire time that we've taken any rideshare services, he... First of all, it was supposed to be a different person. And I'm sorry, this is this tangent is going to be kind of long. So if you guys want to tune out, you can just go follow us at YWT Podcast on Twitter. Don't tell them to stop listening, Lita. Shh. <laughs> but we all know that you're here for the fucking tangents. So sit your asses down and listen to us, okay? So this it was supposed to be a different person. And it did that thing where like they must have canceled the ride or whatever to because it was like too far away or something and so another person came to pick us up and before pulling up to the curb like we were I put exactly what arrivals gate we were at so there was no like confusion there was no one outside <laughs> like it was six o'clock in the morning because we took a red eye and he called me and was like oh I'll be there soon and I was like okay cool you know like you don't need to call me unless you're already there and you can't find me and he was like look for the the car this you know he's told me what kind of car it was and he's like there's green lights underneath and blah 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 and he's like I'll be there in just in a minute darling and I was like uh okay so this is one of the times where I'm like uh I I did it on my app because Chris got the lift to the airport when we left Seattle so I got the lift from Tampa uh, so it was one of those times where I'm like, oh, <laughs> this person probably thinks that I'm just like a girl by myself. And that was really creepy going into it being like, yeah. oh, <laughs> and luckily he was with me, you know, and this guy gets out of the car to help us put our stuff in the back. And he's literally like wearing like nasty camo pants and oh, flip flops. No. And he oh, looks like a dirty bedraggled meth head beach bum oh god like this is like the perfect introduction 
for you back to Florida. <laughs> yeah. This guy. <laughs> and Chris and I are just kind of like, oh God, like we should have just canceled this ride or something. And like we should have rented a car because we were going to, we were talking about renting a car before we left the airport. Because um, Chris did end up renting one for like the rest of the time because we couldn't really like, my sister had to work and stuff like that. We couldn't rely on them for, for rides and everything. Um, so we're in the car and he's just like one of those people that just keeps trying to talk even though it's like it was six o'clock in the morning first of all so we had a red eye and like we were tired and we were out of it and we obviously didn't want to talk and he just kept trying to talk and it was you know like a half hour drive (laughs) so we're stuck and he's got like 80s music on and he you know just keeps being like oh yeah like you guys live in this area and like how familiar with it are you and like oh look at that thing over there and blah 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 and like telling us all these things and we're like we know we grew up here like we literally just left last year we know all these things and then he was like talking about he was like oh yeah I drive this other car for Lyft and he's showing us on the app like oh see you look look it's here it's here on the app like you can see the other car I drive and we're like cool and then he was talking about how he likes to play video games with his friends when he's not uh, this driving is, this is and, too much for six in the morning right? <laughs> yeah and he's like oh yeah I like to get on and shoot the terrorists on the video games with my friends and oh, then he's like no. pew 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 and like making the noises and stuff and oh we're like God. okay like please can we get out of this fucking car before before you say something truly vile, you know, and then I'm like, well, shit, like I gave him the address to my sister's house and it's not like we could have just had him drop us off somewhere because it's a neighborhood, you know, like we needed to be dropped off at her house and she'd like put the key under um, a plant like the night before because we're going to get in so early and she was probably not going to be up and that's not something that she ever does, you know, like she never leaves the key out like ever it was just that one time so like anybody listening to this podcast and knows where my sister lives she doesn't fucking put the key outside so don't even fucking try it <laughs> they have a dog they've just been waiting this whole time for you to reveal this information <laughs> you're like got it but yeah we like he was like oh where what, where do you want me to pull in and we're like just let us out just let us out of the car please just let us out of the car and he's like no 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 I'll pull into the driveway I don't want to be out in the middle of the road and we're like it's six o'clock in the morning no one is awake like you can let us out of the fucking car just let us out of the fucking car and so he lets us out and then it's like oh yeah I'll uh yeah I'll I'll just finish up the ride on my app and then you can square up on on yours and blah blah blah. and we're like yeah we fucking know how the app works get out of here and I'm like walking up to the door really really slowly so that we can like make sure that he drives away before I get the key out (laughs) so he doesn't think that that's like a thing that always happens and is like oh I'm gonna go back to these people's house you know and uh I just handed the phone to Chris afterwards and I was like I can't be mean like I don't want to have to make the choice you make the choice for me you you do the thing you (laughs) you rate and it's in your hands (laughs) yeah I was like please and then I was like god do they see the individual ratings that people give them because like if we gave him a bad rating is he gonna come back and try to fucking kill us or something because like he in it he also had inside the car it was like rate me five stars he had these like laminated things on the back of the seats and like I hate it when they have those yeah and he had like multiple cords and everything like that and it's like I will rate everybody five stars and give you a 20% tip on pretty much literally anything any service that I use you know yeah but it was just the most uncomfortable experience I have ever had yeah (laughs) like 
in that kind of situation, you know what I mean? It was just very, and I didn't even say, like, all the other stuff that he was trying to talk to us about, you know, but it was just, like, that kind of vibe, that it was just very creepy, and he seemed very erratic, and, like, just weird, you know? So, it's like, that's, to Florida. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, I had to, like, get into arguments with all of the bigoted political opinions and stuff like that, and oh, that's just God. a really hard thing to have to deal with, because... It is crazy how much more progressive it is over here. And that's not to say that there aren't racist people over here, because there surely are. But it is not so much out in the open. Yeah. And I guess I guess it's one of those things where you can be like, oh, is it better the devil you know? I, but feel, <laughs> I feel like, personally, like it, it's like better to not have to deal with it out in the open every single day, as opposed to, yeah. like, it just for your own peace of mind. Yeah, and because the thing is, levels, you know? the thing is, I've, like, tried to talk to and educate and reason with civilly, and it just doesn't do any good. So you, like, and it seems like people always seem to get on those topics when they have the most radical and wrong opinions about it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't bring things up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, same. And they would bring them up, and then I'd have to be like, <sighs> All right, we're it's doing like, this. It's like, are you guys looking for a fight? They probably are. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like my family, too, and I just don't understand how they raised me, you know? Like, I don't yeah. understand how... And I know that there were things that, like, I had bigoted views on when I was younger that I had to unlearn, um, but I still just don't... Yeah. It still just doesn't really make sense to me, yeah. the, the way that they have formed some of their opinions. Especially, like, I talked to my dad, and we, we have... The same exact, like, we're, like, on the same page, right? Like, we'll be having the same argument, we'll, like, be talking about the same thing, but then just draw drastically different conclusions somehow. Yeah, and I'm like... That's racism, babe. It's <sighs> how? Like, I, I, just, I feel like, it, 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 like, a lot of times it does <sighs> simply boil down to people being racist. Like, I really yeah. do. But they get so <laughs> furious if you call them that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, being called racist is way worse than, like, racism. Don't you know yeah. that? <laughs> yes. Of course. I, I how could like, you oppress me by calling me a racist? Yeah, that was, like, the whole thing with, like, family ties, too, and how unrealistic it is. It's like, there's no way a liberal family has a conservative son. <laughs> it's always the other way around. <laughs> it's always yeah. conservative families who have, like, liberal kids. Or the I one mean, liberal kid. Yeah, I think that it honestly depends, uh, because people seem to definitely get pulled to the the side of the right when they have issues with financial things yeah or they're like really into like the whole authority thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like that's the, like the real draw to uh conservatism and extreme right-wing stuff is like a love of authority hmm. i i but that's just my own personal take on it is like it's a mix of racism and thinking like oh the cops will keep us safe Oh, we should, <laughs> you know, the cops will never do anything to us, but they should do stuff to the other people. But, you know, like, it's like how the Trump supporters are, like, mad. He's like, oh, he's hurting us. He's not hurting the people he should be hurting. And mm -hmm. it's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be hurting anyone at all, you fucking asshole. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, we're getting pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was my fantastical journey back to Florida for a long weekend. Um, I'm very happy for my friends who got married. Their, their wedding was very nice and I'm very happy for them. So that was a good thing. And that was the main reason that we were down. I mean, it was nice to see my, my family again. Yes. But I don't miss arguing about things. <laughs> yeah. I feel, yeah, I think it's something like that, too. It's, like, some people really just, like, enjoy arguing, and I don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't like it, either. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, it's, um, kind of like how in this movie there's a disparity between the rich and the poor, and how, um, the mom has a similar experience to the girl, but she, uh, is so viscerally opposed to what that situation did to her that she also tries to ruin her daughter's life okay now we're back to the notebook and i didn't really like it that much but it was a movie and it was okay so yeah it, we're back <laughs> yeah it was okay like artistically speaking it's the best out of the nicholas sparks movies i've seen because apparently like they wanted steven spielberg to direct us apparently which i think would have been an interesting choice um mm -hmm. but wound up being somebody else and I feel like, like I said in the beginning, cinematography-wise and, like, all the other stuff it is, like, a better film, but, again, the story is still really, like, stupid, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, like, eh, it's fine. It's not, like, the worst movie, and there are redeeming qualities to it, but it's definitely, like, overhyped by the streets way too yeah. much. <laughs> Like, y'all need to calm down and For see sure. some good films. <laughs> I remember back in the days of, like, Zanga and MySpace when people would have the notebook layouts on... <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> like, what a vivid time period. Yeah, that was that definitely a moment in time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so, welcome back to the podcast for another month, um... We're still doing the one a month yeah. thing. Especially for... since I'm going to be moving soon. Yeah. Don't got a lot of time to be goofing off. Goofing. <laughs> Straight goofing. Yeah, um, I'm hoping... I have like a lot more freelance stuff that I'm working on right now, and I'm hoping that I'm going to find something steady along the way. I went to an Editor's Guild meeting the other day, which was nice. Yay. Um, everybody was nice, and I was anxious for literally no reason, as usual. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why I was anxious before is because a lot of the meetings were very far away and I would have had to be on the bus for like an hour and this one was way closer. So it was nice to not have to worry about that so much. Um, so I had a really nice first day back in Seattle after the whole Florida trip. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, follow so, us. Yes. Follow us on Twitter at YWT podcast, please. And for the love of Christ, please rate and review us on iTunes. You don't have to leave a review. You can just give us five stars and go about your day. It'll take you two yeah. seconds. It's on iTunes. Maybe one day we'll be on Stitcher if we ever get around to it. But We're going to get laminated cards that say rate us five stars. Yeah, and it won't say what for. It'll just say rate us five stars. Five stars. Like we're in that episode of Black Mirror. That's going to be my business card. <laughs> it'll just say my name in five stars and it won't say anything else and people will be like what were you five stars for what it's like well you gotta figure it out and then you finger gun away from them and it's yeah like, i just disappear in a puff of smoke and they're like damn hire her <laughs> she's got spunk 
Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to post those pictures on the Twitter, too. So we if will. you guys want to know what we were laughing about so hard, um, we'll post them <laughs> on the Twitter. And there's also some some cool stuff that Jackie's been posting on there. And then there was a really cute picture of the Mad Max cast knitting on yeah, set. that was nice. That we posted. So, yeah. Um, I think that's about it, right? Is yeah. That, did we cover all of our little... Yeah, we did. I the, end of I got all my notes. Yeah, me too. There weren't a lot. It was mostly doodles. But no. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, stay safe. Uh, stay not in World War Two era romance from a if you can formulaic you know, if, romance novel. If you can manage it. If you can do it, uh, and I think that we'll all be better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been Lita. I've been Jackie. And this is why haven't you watched that? <laughs>